Now, there are two high-profile abuse of power investigations going on now in South Korea, one involving the military and another involving the judiciary during the candlelight protests of the uh, end of the Park and Hay administration, a military intelligence agency dropped detailed plans to implement martial law and is now under intense investigation. On the other hand, the Supreme Court's under investigation for improperly influencing personnel and court decisions to curry favour with the former Park and Hay administration as well. So what do these investigations tell us about where Korea's at now under a new government but still dealing with what is uncomfortably recent. Dong Huang, independent legal researcher with LawQuant LLC, is here. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. What can we expect out of the investigation into the martial law plan then? And, and that additional detailed plan has been found and made public. It, it certainly doesn't look good. That's right. I mean, it's uh, uh, attracting a lot of public attention, a lot of attention from the politicians. Uh, As you mentioned, the detailed plan was uh, recently released again. So originally, there was only about an eight-page vague outline of a martial martial law that only mentioned what kind of you know true movements might might be involved. But the new newly released sixty-seven-page detailed plan actually goes much further, including how to uh, negate the power of the national assembly. The, under the Korean Constitution, National Assembly can actually cancel a martial law uh, order, and this 67-page Im- Im- implementation plan actually goes into how you are actually, you know, uh, uh, suspend the National Assembly from doing that. So it just, you know, actually has uh, created a lot more confusion and a lot more suspicion on the part of politicians and the public. Mm-hmm. And what also went on on Tuesday was that in front of, you know, TV at a, a military subcommittee meeting at the National Assembly, there was kind of a standoff between the defense minister, a a former four-star Navy general, and a colonel from the military intelligence agency basically saying that, hey, you're you're lying. And it was a kind of a fascinating exchange at the same time, very disturbing exchange, and it's probably going to get worse as, you know, literally the the defense ministry and the military agency is actually pointing fingers at each other saying that each other is lying. It's also fascinating to me what martial law would actually have looked like uh, if it had come into force in the last couple of years. Um, would that have meant curfews for many of us? Obviously, the ability to break up protests, but could it have fundamentally changed our lives in the short term, not just, of course, harming democracy. I mean, for people who have, you know, memories from, I mean, I personally don't have a martial law, seeing martial law in action in Korea, but if people who are a little bit older than me would, you know, remember martial laws, you know, declared under Park Jong-un administration and so forth, as well as coup d'etat that went on. Yeah, and especially, you know, the, two years ago it was, and until only last year, the candlelight protest was really widespread with hundreds and thousands of people in uh, in Gwanghwaman Square and around around Korea, actually. So, you know, if you think that you know, with the troops in place and with tanks in place to basically you know ban from uh, p- people from protesting, I mean, you know, it would have been quite uh, you know un- historically unprecedented thing in, in Korea, basically. A very disturbing sight. But what's going on? with the Supreme Court investigation at the same time as this concern about martial law? 
the martial law investigation is now involving the, the National Assembly as well as a special investigative team, and it seems that it's pitting up the different branches of military in Korea. On the other hand, Supreme Court investigation is almost solely undertaken by prosecutor's office, and there are lots of news, news leaks coming out of prosecutor's office now, you know, alleging that not only was Supreme Court you know, looking at ideological tests for personnel decisions as well as possibly you know, bargaining with the Pakunet administration for you know, certain court decisions, it may have been also papering over certain uh, you know, certain judges who may have been compromised by, with bribes. I mean, these tidbits of you know, the news leaks are coming out of prosecutor's office. Um, to the extent that we, you know, we want to have transparency and accountability, you know, any kind of news and about what is going on with investigation is helpful, but at the same time, structurally, prosecutors and courts are really kind of, you know, both of them are biased and, you know, very much self-interest party in this investigation. So it really does give rise to suspicion whether an investigation will actually go along. Just yesterday, uh, or two days ago, rather, the request for search warrant into the former Supreme Court Chief Justice was rejected. So it really does, it makes you wonder if the court has any, you know, firm conviction of really want, wanting to go ahead with this uh, investigation. How much of a worry might it be, though, for you if if the investigations are getting skewed coverage and attention, if, if martial law is getting so much of the uh, the focus while the Supreme Court investigation goes a little bit further under the radar? I mean, both of them are obviously serious cases of abuse of power. I think both should be f- fully investigated. On the other hand, it seems that martial law has touched over rather but really raw nerve, thanks to you know the recent uh, modern history of Korea. On the other hand, martial law was really never implemented. We don't really have evidence that, you know, apart from, you know, the dozens of people who are involved in, you know, drawing up its its plan, whether if they actually try to implement it in and under, you know, today's South Korean state with the young men serving in the South Korean military, whether martial law would have been, you know, feasible politically or, you know, militarily at the time. So it was sort of a past story. On the other hand, that, you know, in the Supreme Court case, you know, judges who were probably involved in, and all these machinations are probably still in place, but it's not really getting as much public attention, not as much you know, public accountability. And the prosecutors who are investigating this, you know, they themselves have a long history of being, comp- being compromised politically. So you know, going forward, I mean, without you know, full accountability, I think we'll just kind of you know, kick the can down the road when prosecutors and courts eventually sort of settle the problem, you know, in the behind closed doors. What can we expect then from both investigations apart from kicking the can down the road as it were? I think on the military side, I think there will be less kicking the can down the road. I mean, you know, the, the Korean military has been under, you know, f- f- you know, periods of extreme reforms. The first instance w- w- was all in nineties when, you know, the, a lot of the vestiges of previous military dictatorships, personnel decisions within the military were kind of expunged. Uh, I think, you know. Probably the politicians you know, of this administration and in the president especially will probably have you know resolved to you know do whatever it takes to you know criminal investigation or personal decision wise it will probably you know be fairly you know thorough personnel purge will probably go on I mean people are even talking about just abolishing the military intelligence agency altogether on the other hand. 
I think the Supreme Court investigation is likely to be something that will be kicked, you know, can kick down the road. I mean, a few people might be prosecuted and, you know, you will get elongated and without, you know, clear uh, accountability about what really happened. Do you understand, though, why there would have been concerns with so many millions of people taking to the streets in these very unusual protests? Oh, absolutely. That the authorities, while they were seeing them carried out in a peaceful manner as we all were they 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 have to ask themselves the question what are we going to do if this turns violent with that many people on the street it could lead to a public emergency now the words martial law are very strong but do, do we appreciate that uh, they they had to plan for some sort of contingency so you know that that's the argument about the public order and you know if that's the main story of the uh, of the whole story, I, you know, I, and I'm sure the people who have drew up the plans are sort of sticking with the story. Although, you know, kind of alternative uh, stories emerging in, in in the sense that, you know, hey, we are just doing what we are told. So, you know, it seems that the investigation will go up the chain of command. The problem is that, you know, if you look at the detailed implementation plan, they were even thinking about neutering the National Assembly's power to actually cancel a martial law order. I think that's probably as damning as it gets. I mean, you know, if you're really thinking about public public order and, you know, there's nothing more counter to public order in from the military's point of, to, point of view to so basically cancel, you know, the ultimate authority, which is the National Assembly in this country. I mean, there was obviously so much of a trust issue within the assembly and perhaps still is that they didn't trust um opposition lawmakers then to right. to to uh to do what they felt was in the public interest and and, and that's one of the big problems that would here. be coup d'etat right <laughs> yeah that's right i mean although you know the military might feel that it's a justified coup d'etat it's still a coup d'etat right exactly and and and, and understandably it's even more concerning when we think about what was happening with the courts or allegedly going on with the courts, a case that uh, is, is is clearly ongoing. Thank you so much. Always helpful to go up close with you, Zheng Huang. Thanks very much.